Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome to to episode 39 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here for the post game of the Derby. Which finishes 5 to 1 in favor of Inter. Goals from Miki Tamarin in the 5th, Marcus Turam with a world class goal in the 38th, uh, another Miki Tamarin goal in the 69th, Chalanobi in the 79th, Fratesi in the 93rd, and Leao gets Milan's goal in the 57th. As always, I am one half of your co hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by the judge. Judge Mo from Inter Worldwide. Thanks for jumping on, Mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here. We're here. We are Milan here. It's blue, it's black and blue. What a domination, bro. What a performance by Inter, to be honest. I did not expect that scoreline, but to be honest, tactical genius from Mr. Inzaghi and also Mikitarian with a world-class performance. And I think I could just single him out. However, everybody else was absolutely world class. Brilliant, brilliant performance from the guys sending a message to everybody that we're here to win it. We're not here to just compete. So we've we've been talking about this uh, this storyline um, coming into the Serie A season about Milan and Inter fighting for that second star, that twentieth Scudetto. Both teams started hot. It was the perfect buildup and uh, an anticipation for this game. And it really felt like, despite the fact that this derby was occurring early on in the season, it really felt like there was a lot of heaviness and, and magnitude to it. And Inter could not have come through uh, in a better with a better performance. Five to one. Five seems to be like the number here, right? Five straight derby wins, uh, five goals today. It would have been nice to get, uh, you know, a fifth clean sheet over, uh, over Milan in, in consecutive derbies. But uh, either way, they have all with the three points, top of the table by ourselves here uh, in a terrific performance. So I have to give it up to the guys today. Let's go ahead and, uh, and dive right into it. We take the lead pretty early on in this game. Five minutes into it, Mikitarian puts the ball in the back of the net. After Marcus Turam, who had a tremendous day, um, you know, muscled uh, Chow off the ball, ends up bringing the ball into the middle, finds Sveti Mkhitaryan, and he puts it in the back of the net. Starting with uh, the conversation around Mkhitaryan, so I think a lot of Interisti have been, you know, understandably so, very excited to see more of Fratesi, especially given his midweek performance for Italy in the Euros. Uh, but again, we see Mkhitaryan from the start, and he delivers with two goals today. What did you think of the veteran's performance? Uh, and it looks like he'll be keeping his place in the side for for quite a bit longer. It was absolutely phenomenal from him. It was very calculated performance from Mkhitaryan. Uh, showed a lot of energy, uh, showed a lot of maturity, of course, with his age. And I, I think, to be honest, it was the right decision for me. Uh, after the game, of course, I was in the camp of like, let's get Fratesi in, let's get Fratesi integrated. But this guy, Mkhitaryan, in big games, showed up. And also today, he shows up with a big performance, big maturity. Positioning was absolutely phenomenal. Passing was immense. And late runs to the 18 was, was, was great, to be honest. 
Uh, I can't fault him today for anything in the Mkhitaryan, and I can't fault Inzaghi for choosing him. He knows more than us what happens. And I think uh, there is nothing to say about Mkhitaryan than, listen, you, you today you showed everybody, you responded to everybody that you are here to stay, you're here to play football, you're here to deliver for Inter. And uh, it was absolutely magnificent watching him today. Two goals, one assist, absolutely phenomenal, to be honest. Yeah, I think um, the most important thing you said there is is the maturity, right? And that's why Inzaghi has been going to him despite the the quality that's sitting on the bench uh, with Fratesi and even with Klaas. And Mkhitaryan has shown that he understands the system, and it's he you know he does exactly what Inzaghi needs him to do, which is to play in a veteran manner, right? Not make mistakes, um, just be there where the team needs him. And his finishing today, obviously top-notch. He seems to find his way uh, against Milan. It's starting to become a trend uh, where he's putting the ball in the back of the net and, and really a tremendous performance from him. He didn't get man of the match for sure, but there's another player who, despite not seeing the 90 today, uh, I think really, really opened some eyes. The player that scored our second, Marcus Turam, absolutely world-class performance for the time that he was on the pitch, his hold-up play, and of course, that that amazing finish, um, you know, getting over onto his right foot and, and putting it past Magnan really showed his class. He's a many one who started the season very, very hot, and I think a lot of Interisi are really excited about what they're seeing from Marcus. What did you think of, uh, of the Frenchman's performance today and the partnership that he's uh, he's growing into with Lautaro? Sitting on the final player is, is is something that Inzaghi, I give Inzaghi credit for Marcus Trom. So Marcus Trom was always sitting on the in the last defender, uh, trusting his physicality, trusting his strength and speed to get the ball off the defenders to hold up the play. It's absolutely great today, Marcus Trom, and the finish just is the sherry on the top, to be honest. I, 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 even in the first 30 minutes, when Inter were not holding the position every time he was the outlet, him and Lautaro, of course, Today, Lautaro showed a lot of good stuff uh, today, but Marcus Turam is, is the shining star for me in that front line today, just because of the, the, the physicality that Milan tried to, to play with. And he showed that, listen, you're not going to bully me. I'm going to bully you. I'm going to take the ball off you. I'm going to hold up the play. I'm going to I'm gonna actually link up the, the, the play better than everybody else. And, and to be honest, it's great to see a striker that is young, running, full of energy, and also has a great finish on him, which is what we saw today. Uh, Marcus Turam is, is something that I'm, I'm now I'm looking forward to watch him every week if he plays like this every week. So for me, it was absolutely magnificent today. And uh, it, it, it looks like it's working between him and Lautaro. The link-up play is good. The connection is there. And uh, it's, it's something that is good to see. And it looks like his finishing is is coming around too. Obviously, he missed several opportunities versus Fiorentina, but now it's a goal in three straight games. Uh, he scored for France over the sorry two straight games for Inter. He also scored for France over the international break. Are you surprised with how quickly he's been he's been able to integrate into this side, um, given the success that Lautaro has seen with you know Jeco and and Lukaku in the past? I'm I'm not surprised at all because he fits the bill. He's he's someone who we want. He's someone that is strong and 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 quick. So I'm I'm not surprised at all. He fits Serie A like a glove. And uh, Inzaghi was able to get him up to speed quickly. And uh, listen, four games in, the guy's already one of the talking points in Serie A. 
probably one of the best free transfers. Well, just the best transfers, even though he's free, to be honest. So I'm not surprised at all. I actually expected him to play well. I didn't expect him to have that in his locker, that shot. But at the end, he's a very, very good player. It can be very beneficial to enter him and Arnatovic off the bench. Provide very, very good physicality for this team. But Marcus Turan, what a player, what a, what a signing. So let's talk about um, this result a little bit. So obviously Inzaghi got his tactics right. If you just look at the scoreline, it's it's this huge immense scoreline. Do you believe that this has to do more with Inter being a team that has just grown into Simona's system and is firing on all cylinders? Or do you think Milan put up a disappointing performance tonight? Where would you sort of wait, you know, where the scoreline ends up? Is it more Inter or more Milan? So Inzaghi today treated this game, the way I looked at it, like a cup game. Uh, tried to get some opportunities early, sat back, uh, didn't play. There was no system, basically, today. It was just moments and getting the players in the right places, the right positions. We were actually responding to Milan most of the time in the game. We've chosen the position and where our players are. Darmian following players and Acherby and Bastoni. It was... Him treating the game as a cup game, not as a league game, which is something that he was successful at uh, most of the time in his tenure at Inter. Um, what The other thing is, listen, you play a Milan derby, you just win the game. You win the game with, with a 5-1 scoreline, gives you a lot of confidence in your players. We This game does not show you what Inter will do against the, the likes of Cagliari, the likes of Monza. This game shows you what we're going to do in the big games, which is we're going to have the perfect plan to counter people, uh, even a counter-attacking or try to press the, 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 the weak links. Like we tried to press that Calabria side most of the time today. And DeMarco had a lot of joy on that side. And that's just uh, the way that Inter plays lately, is that, listen, you can play your game, but we have the quality. And it shows that Inter has the highest quality players in Serie A. Milan signed a lot of players, the Pulisic, the Chukomeza, uh, whatever, Chukomeza, and all Loftus, Chukwesi. Chukwesi, all these guys. But at the end, we have the quality and we have the cohesion that we can just play any team, to be honest. And it started from the Man City game, you know what I mean? And also the Milan game in the semifinal. He can come up with a counter plan to any plan. And it looked like today... He nullified Leal in the first half. He had one chance. Also, Theo Hernandez was non-existent. Actually, it's an atrocious performance from Theo Hernandez today. Absolutely in the mud. And um, listen, this Milan, they are good, but Inter are way better, levels ahead. And it's just down to the quality of players and how Inzaghi is utilizing these guys. Yeah, I think, obviously, Inter's quality is... Um is up there with the best in Europe. But I really think the turning point happened last year for this side when they pulled themselves out of a really, really dark period. Um, and they really sort of proved to each other and to themselves what they were capable of by getting to, not only getting to the final, but largely outplaying uh, the treble winner, Manchester City, had a certain events gone different ways. You know, we could be talking about the defending European champions. So it seems like they've really built off of how they ended last year and have brought that into this year. And a lot of the conversation 
after this transfer window was about whether Inter had downgraded or not. Given the quality of players that we lost in Onana, Lukaku, Jekko, and so forth, how do you, after you know four performances um, so far this season, how do you feel um, you know Inter's squad is compared to uh, to the side that went to the Champions League final? Have we? Do you still feel like we have things to show, or do you feel like we've already shown that the squad is is an upgrade over the side last season? So. You can take the squad into pieces, right? Like the forward line, I think we improved massively. The number one factor why we improved massively is that in the last four games, I'm watching Lautaro Martinez maturing like five years over just one summer. The way he turns, the way he puts the ball down, the way he passes the ball, the way sometimes he doesn't try something crazy. He just plays a simple football. Marcus Turam is an upgrade on Jekyll 100%. Arnatovic, for me, is a surprise. The way he plays football, I like the way he plays football, the way he comes off the bench. Alexis Sanchez, I'm not going to talk on him, to be honest, because I'm, I'm not a big fan of his. Of course, his age, he was a brilliant player at his day. Uh, now comes the midfield, though. Hakan Shalanoglu is in Brozovic, but it looks like we are playing to our strength. We're not trying to control position against big teams. If you had Brozovic, they would have tried to control the ball or tried to take it into Milan. So for me, it's all about utilizing. Comparing the squad is not fair because DeVray this year, three games, three clean sheets, looks like a completely different player. Looks like a new signing. So the, uh, the, 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 uh, the left side, even DeMarco now, is maturing even more. You know what I mean? Augusto is, is an upgrade. Dumfries is playing well. So to be honest, it's not about names. It's about how I'm seeing Inzaghi in these four games, utilizing the squad. We increased the numbers, and so we increased in the squad depth. And also some players, their form is amazing. Like, look at Barella, for example. I'm just going to ask you something. Barella has not been great, but it has been masked because everybody around him looks great. So he looks like, yeah, he's just a, one part of a machine that is working really well. He doesn't have to be the magic guy there, because there's Hakan, there's Mkhitaryan, there's DiMarco, there's Turam. It's a lot of players that can do the magic. That's that's what I'm calling a better squad. Uh, maybe the players, Zoma, Onana, you can just argue that. I, I, I think Zoma is, is a downgrade of Onana, but our defense has been protecting him really well. So it's, it's yeah. just an improvement. Yeah, I don't think there's any question in my mind that the squad is deeper than last year. It really does feel like, you know, we have one-to-one on our substitutions that the quality is, doesn't drop at all. Like, I think we have the deepest bench in Serie A by far. Um, and it's been, I also think we're more athletic and we're more technical. So, you know, while I agree with you, it's it's tough to say whether or not it's downgrade or upgrade. It's more about the fact that this team is really, really... Simone is getting the best out of this team, um, you know, with our various different strengths. You brought up Barella, and I think this is a good time for us to talk about um, a moment in the game where Barella was substituted, because there's there's two sides to it, right? There's performance that we saw from Barella through, I think it was 65 or 68 minutes. And then uh, there was Fratesi's uh, extended cameo today. Um, so let's go ahead and start with Barella. You mentioned that his form hasn't been sparkling this season, and, and that's true. I don't know if he has any 
goal contributions, no goals. I'm, I'm not sure on the assists. I don't believe so, but that would be through four matches, um, a stretch that many would consider, you know, he's dominated for the Ballon d'Or. Many would consider that's a stretch where he's in poor form. And if this is what the squad looks like when Barella is not at the peak of his powers, it, you know, you tremble at the thought of, of what could happen once he kicks into gear. Obviously, he played a ton last season, so there may be some sort of hangover with minutes on his legs. But how do you how do you assess Barella's start to the season Um you know, it hasn't been it hasn't been great, but it hasn't been bad either. So, so what Barella is doing now is something that is putting a lot of energy into the team. Like uh, Barella today, tracked Liao, helped Dumfries, also tracked uh, uh, Theo Hernandez on the right side. You don't have to contribute goals if everybody else is doing it. You don't have to contribute assists if everybody's doing it. Barella now is playing like a part of the team. And as I mentioned before, he doesn't have to be the shining star of the team, but I think he's as important as everybody else. Like the energy he played with today is immense. It's amazing. I, I liked what I saw from Varela today. I don't want to see him assist or score when we have five goals. So it is what it is. I think I, think I like what I'm seeing. I don't want him dropped. I've seen a lot of people saying, drop him. No, you drop him, you lose that energy. You lose that fire in him. And uh, I think he has been okay. He has been good. I like what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he, you know, right out the gate today, within the first minute, he drops down with a challenge, you know, shoulder to shoulder, just put him into the turf, which, you know, goes to your point about his energy and, and that fire that we need um, in the middle of the park. And then, of course, there is the substitution with Fratesi. There's a lot of different things to talk about here. So... Were you surprised that despite Simone's comments earlier, I believe during the press conference, he said Barella and Fratesi absolutely can play together. Were you surprised that the change was made for Barella instead of uh, for Mkhitaryan to bring Davide into the game? No, I wasn't. I actually expected him to put Fratesi in for Barella because Mkhitaryan was doing all right. So for me, it's all right. Like They don't have to be together on the pitch. By the way, it was 4-1, so... Who cares? Who cares? Give Fratesi some minutes. Barella put in a decent performance, a good performance. Tackles, as you said, running around, passing the ball, getting involved in the right side. So I think it was okay. And then Fratesi offers something else than Barella, which is Fratesi offers goals. Fratesi offers late runs to the 18. Fratesi offers something else than Barella. Both are important. It's up to Inzaghi to integrate both, but you cannot do it now. Because Mkhitaryan is in top four. <laughs> you cannot drop him and you cannot drop Hakan Shalanoglu. So. Yeah, I... You know, as far as Fratezi's performance is concerned, I thought he was, this was obviously the best that he's ever looked in an Inter shirt. And I think that he's going to be a real, real weapon for Simone. If you look at what he brought to the team today, he was the one that had the layoffs. Um, when Hakan switched it over to Lautaro and Lautaro played it across and, and Mkhitaryan scored the goal. It's those, I think a lot of people see Fratesi as um, a really strong runner making those late runs into the box, but he absolutely does have the quality to be able to play in tight spaces as we saw for that layoff to Hakan. Um, he goes ahead and, and gets his first goal in uh, in Narazzurri and um, 
you know, adds to what's been a terrific week, takes his shirt off, looks like the freaking Hulk, uh, absolutely ripped, um, and he adds an extra dimension to this team. If you were to want to get Fratezi more minutes, is this the role that you envision for him, sort of a, a 68th minute substitution, typically for Benamar Mkhitaryan, who's ever, whoever is not on sale that particular day, or do you think he's going to work his way into the starting lineup? What's the best use of Fratezi at this point in time? Um, we play a lot of games, Rafa. Um, we play Champions League. We play in the league. There are cup games. I think he will get starts. Uh, so for me, it doesn't. He, you don't have to just limit him to be a sub player or an impact off the bench or something. He might start on on Wednesday in the Champions League. He might not. So. I don't, I don't want to limit him to be that guy who's off the bench or whatever. For me, he can get his minutes off the bench or he can start on Wednesday and I'll be all right with it. Can he play with Barella? Yes. Can he play with Mkhitaryan? Probably yes as well. But um, I guess we'll see. I don't think his role is going to be off the bench, Rafa. I think his role is going to be a starting play, player, but with time, of course. With time, because we know that Mkhitaryan isn't going to stay the next year. So he will need to be integrated. We're going to play. If, if, if I'm doing my math right, we're going to play about 48 games this year or something. So he will play. Yeah, my vision for this midfield, my vision for Inter's best 11 has always included Hakan for sure. And then Brella and Fratesi. Obviously, Mkhitaryan's form today is is going to delay that a little bit. But I do, you know, like you envision Fratesi being a starter. Um, let's go ahead and talk about that last piece of the midfield today, Hakan Chalanoglu. And he loves scoring against his former club. A noted goal, uh, albeit off of a penalty, but a really top-class performance. Um, like I mentioned earlier, had this, the ball switched to Lautaro that eventually led to Mkhitaryan's goal. Do you think that Hakan is at the peak of his powers right now? Is he even better than he was for us when he subbed in for Brozovic last year? Um, or do you think there's, there's even more to see from him? No, of course he's learning. He's learning the position. Uh, I still don't think he's at the level of Brozovic in terms of controlling tempo and stuff. But I think he's learning. He's getting better by the game. Uh, and I think Hakan is not old. Hakan is not even 30 yet. Hakan is still 29. So I think with it, when the season goes more, I think we'll see Hakan even dictate games uh, and actually dictate the tempo of the game. And he's going to be the one that leads that midfield. Uh, I like what I see from him now. Always demanding the ball, always to want to be on the ball, but always he's defensively better than Brozovic, in my opinion. The tackle, the physicality, is better than Brozovic. But on the ball, I still prefer Brozovic. But I think, again, it's Inzaghi not demanding too much from the players, playing to their strength. I like what I see from Hakan, and I think it's good going forward. And uh, he's, a, he's a very good weapon to have offset pieces and also these long balls, I think he excels in them. So I like what I see from him, and I like that he's transformed into a regista. And uh, I think he has about like two, three, four years to give to Inter, and I think he's going to be one of our main guys dictating the game. Yeah, another another immense performance today. The last sort of midfield cameo came from Christian Aslani, uh, Chalanoglu, shortly after the penalty kick. He was on a yellow. He comes out. Aslani gets some mini, some big 
important minutes uh, seeing out the derby. Obviously, the game wasn't in question at that point, but he did some good things. Blaze a shot over the ball. And I'm happy the, the young kid, the 21-year-old, is, is getting some minutes there. One of the surprises coming into this game, at least, you know, from early in the week when it was expected that Davray would, uh, you know, start his fourth game of the of the season was Francesco Acerbi makes his way back into the starting lineup for his first minutes of the season. Was that a decision that, you know, obviously in hindsight, we know how it played out, but was that a decision that you agreed with off the bat? And what did you think of Francesco's debut on the season today? Uh, I didn't like it um, because I think he a machine that is working, just don't don't fix it if it's not broken, of course. But Acherby matches up really well with Giroud, and I thought he handled him very, very well. And I think at the end, the coach proved us wrong and proved me wrong, and the result shows everything. Like, we were solid defensively, and it's good to have both fit. Uh, still, DeVray got like 16, 17 minutes with the injury time added, and I think that's very good to have as well. So, for me, Acherby was in immense last year. It looks like he hasn't slowed down. It looks He looks exactly the same. And if your first game is a derby and your team's winning 5-1 and you put in a good performance like this, that's off to you. You haven't aged a day. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that Nzagi made it, made that change, and it worked out. So I'm happy with Acherby. I did not agree with, with, uh, with, with the starting lineup in terms of that. Uh, change. I was okay with Mkhitaryan because I expected that. But again, Acherby did what he can do and uh, he did what he had to do and he dealt with Giroud very well, in my opinion. Yeah, it does It does feel like a real luxury to have two veterans like Acherby and Devai who are able to act as the anchors for this team in the middle of defense, especially given, you know, like you mentioned, all the matches that we'll be playing this year. A man who has started off in incredible form as well, Alessandro Bastoni, with another good game today. It wasn't uh, the same that we saw in the Fiorentina match. I think Milan really tried to limit his impact, although he still found his way to burst into the midfield and, and lay off some good passes but we didn't see him as close to uh, the opposing penalty boxes we typically have seen uh in the past today uh, anything to say about about Sony's performance it's not like he had a huge effect on the game but a, you know a solid um a solid performance to keep his momentum going early on yeah, yeah just one thing you know when you are a center back and the opposition makes their plan to block you from going forward you are on a different level hundred percent. It looks like Pulisic, Loftus Cheek, even Krunic are going to that side to block him from playing the long goals or charging forward. It's absolutely amazing to have someone like Bastoni in our team and the other coaches. This is the Milan Derby, and Milan are worried about our center back offensively. It, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely laughable to have someone like him on the team. In a derby like this, and he's still putting a very, very good performance, in my opinion. So it's just, it's a luxury to have someone like Bastoni, who is by far for me the best left sided center back in the world and by a country mile. 
Yeah, coming into today's game, the players with the most touches for Inter this season have been Hakan Chalanoglu, expected because he's the regista, and building from the back, Alessandro Bastoni. Um, it's been immense to see his growth and development at Inter, which, you know, we don't always see the young guys uh, be able to come through at our club, but he is, uh, he's done a fantastic job. Any concerns with Darmian today? Um, he found himself isolated against Leal and, you know, ended up being beaten for Milan's only goal. Any concerns with him right now? Are you really jonesing to have Pavard in the starting lineup as soon as possible? Or, you know, is Darmian, you know, standard old Darmian, uh, reliable, reliable back there on the right side of the, the back three? He was very, very good today. I don't know why anybody in the world gets isolated against Liao or get dribbled. It's not his fault that he got dribbled. Uh, he stopped Liao a couple of other times. So for me, no, Darmian has been putting good performances. If Pavard comes in and puts in a good performance, okay, another plus, another extra thing. But Darmian at the moment is doing the perfect job. So for me, why would I drop Darmian if he's been putting performances? Just because Pavard is coming from Bayern Munich, I'm sorry, Darmian has been great. So I like Darmian and he's Mr. Reliable. Yeah, I think it's it's good to see the team uh, when you have to earn your way into the squad. Um, obviously, you know, we're not privy to the training sessions, but Darmian is doing a good job of, you know, being able to hold down his spot in the starting 11. Do you think Sommer could have done better with uh, Leao's goal today? Maybe, maybe. I'm not, I'm not looking into that, to be honest. Maybe. Very close to him. It, the reaction was 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 late, but it's not, I can't fault him. No, it's just a, a, a an individual brilliance from Leao, which is expected, right? This is Rafael Leao. This is the probably the superstar of Serie A, along with Lautaro and Victor Osman and Ilya. So I'm expecting that from him. Um, he got another chance in the first half, missed it, but it's all right. Like Zoma today. He commanded his 18 in every cross. He commanded his 18. He was very good in timing and coming out of the 18, collecting every long ball. I can't fault him for that. It's, it's not his fault. It's not. It's too close. It was too close. Yeah. Yeah, I thought today was his most confident performance in an Inter jersey, uh, just with the ball at his feet and, like you said, commanding his area. So it's good to see he's growing in confidence. Like you mentioned, Leao is, is a top player. Um, and that... You know, it didn't end up hurting us, um, although the ball did go under his, his arm. And, you know, it, it was a, it was a tough, tough uh, opportunity for him to have to defend. Let's talk about the wingbacks today. You mentioned DiMarco having a field day. I thought Dumfries was, was very good as well, despite a couple of giveaways. Um, obviously, his uh, switch of play for Turan led to our second goal. Um, and I thought he was dangerous uh, on the side that Milan looked to um, to really play through with with Deo, what did you think of the Dutchman's performance? Who you know he continues a, a good streak, a good period for him personally, especially you know considering his performances over the international break. An assist for Dumfries putting good performances, surprising me and surprising everybody. And also, what I liked about today from him is that he matured. Like Theo Hernandez tried to rattle him, but it went the other way. Theo Hernandez is the one that got rattled. Dumfries was calm, was composed, wasn't doing anything crazy, wasn't trying to fight, knew that his team is the better team, and I like that. Dumfries was, I think he was very good in choosing his moments to go forward, and it worked. And I like that. Also, defensively, he was solid. I think he is, 
today he is one of the guys that went under the radar that performed very, very, very well, in my opinion. And may long may continue to be honest. May long may continue. Yeah, I um I think one of the best things to happen to Don Freeze is to have a guy like Cuadrado come in, you know, which is obviously he's got a ton over 300 games played in Serie A. He offers something different to the team, and I think that, you know, having that veteran nipping at your heels for game time has really forced him to sort of bring out bring out his best whereas last year, you know, it really was after the injury of Screenyard Damian wasn't really a challenge for him on the right side. So it was given to Dumfries and and he didn't, um, you know, he didn't have his best year, but it's been a, a terrific start. And listen, if Inter can unlock the best of Denzel Dumfries, you know, we're, we're talking about sky's the limit here. The Italian on the other end uh, continues his his great form, uh, Federico Di Marco, always dangerous. Um, I think what I've seen from him this year is a real, a real, difference in terms of the threat that he's offering with his um with his you know close players passing right he's doing really well to combine with Mikitari and bastoni on that, that left hand side and it looks like you know again carlos augusto comes in to uh to be his to not really be his backup to push him and and he's been doing a great job what do you think of DiMarco's evolution this year um into the player that i think coming into the game had the highest number of shot creating Actions in all of Serie A, um, absolutely on fire. First touch is immense. Always that first touch puts him in a very good position to put in the right crosses. Every time the ball is, is, is played across a diagonal ball, he puts in the greatest first touch ever under his feet just to put in the greatest uh, cross. Mkhitaryan should have scored that other header. It was a very simple goal, to be honest. It was right on the money by DeMarco, in my opinion. Listen, DeMarco has been absolutely immense going forward. He's been learning also the defensive side of his 3-5-2. So I'm thinking that we got a big weapon and I'm, I'm just scared. I'm just scared, Rafa, because people are talking about DeMarco in the Premier League. People talking about, oh, this guy is this, this guy is doing that. And it's scary. And uh, I want that contract renewed and I want a release clause of 80 to 90 to 100 million in it. Because he is every game putting chances. And he's not just putting chances. He's putting silver or gold platter chances on people's heads or feet. So, absolutely phenomenal player. Listen, today is, is great. It's, it's great. DeMarco, in that first 10 minutes, he put fear in Calabria. He didn't know what to do. And uh, it, it's great to have him. And it's great to see that the team, after losing the Champions League final, did not regress. They just kept going and they keep going. And every game they showed us that, listen, we're here to win again and we're here to be there again. We're not here to just fall back or something. So I, I like it. Yeah, he, um, it's, it works in our favor that he grew up as, uh, as an Inter fan, obviously uh, would want to do the best thing for, for the club if another Premier League team came in for him. So definitely works in our favor there. Um, let's talk a little bit about our captain, Lautaro. Not on the score sheet today. Um, I, I thought he was tremendous coming off of an international break where he was one of the last people to last players to arrive uh, in Milano to prepare for for this derby. 
Um, what did you think of the, of the performance from Lautaro that even though he wasn't on the score sheet, it seems like he had a tremendous impact in being able to set Dumfries free for uh, for Marcus's goal, uh, play the ball across for Mkhitaryan. And are you happy with what you saw out of, uh, out of the captain today? I'm very happy. I am very, very happy uh, with Lautaro. Listen, puts the ball under control, dribbles, plays the pass, open up the play, open, like his, his first touch is being great this year and this game is just he's been absolutely phenomenal i like what i see from lautaro and uh he's been maturing even more and i i i like the way he talks to the people i like that he didn't fight to take the penalty he asked the coach and when the coach said no he's okay with that with, with the decision it's not my decision i like that and um he's been today is that the performance is great like I don't, there's no negatives for Lautaro. Even when he tried to dribble, it was to open spaces for other people. He is doing great. Lautaro looks fit. Lautaro looks sharp. Lautaro looks focused, and I love it. I'm loving it, and I just can't wait to see these guys in the Champions League, Rafa. I can't wait. Only a few more days for that. Um, yeah, both both Lautaro and Marcos have shown this year that they're really unselfish players, uh, which I think is is something that you don't see from a lot of, of forwards in, in this day and age. They really work hard for the team, and Lautaro was no no exception to that rule today. Um, I thought he, you know, his work rate off the ball was tremendous. Constantly practicing a Milan line that had a youngster in Malik Chow and Simon Kiyar playing his first, you know, real, uh, real game of the season. Um, so his his off the ball work was was tremendous and definitely a big factor in Inter's win today. Marko Milutinovic comes on, gets himself some minutes as soon as. He entered the pitch. The only thought in my head was, this is the guy that's going to get Bale sent off. <laughs> Already on the yellow, this is the guy that's going to get in his face and, and do something crazy because we know that Anatovic brings that green path. But one of the things that I don't know, um, there are a lot of people that don't follow Serie A follow Inter uh, know that he has a tremendous first touch. I mean, a tremendous first touch. That ball that he stretched his leg out for, that landed perfectly. It, it just got it just got away from him. Uh, his favorite play is ex- excellent. I really liked what I saw from Anatovic, and I can't wait for him to get on the goal sheet. Um, you know, he's a player that, that uh, loves Inter and I think was a, a really good signing from us this season, despite his age. Um, I'm really hoping to, to see big things from our third striker. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Arnatovic. Always been a big fan of Arnatovic. Uh yeah, I don't like Inter signing old players, but if I have Turaman Lautaro and I'm having Arnatovic off the bench, I'm happy with that. I wasn't happy with last year when Jekyll was the starter at 36 years old, but I'm okay with Arnatovic off the bench. The thing is, the funny thing is that in in my head, all I can I can't wait to watch Arnatovic and Turan together on the pitch for like a longer period of time because I think they will just cause a lot of chaos in the opposition with their physicality and, and, and how strong they are. But I'm happy to have an option of Arnatovic off the bench, to be honest, because he's mature now and he's, he has, his, his technicalities are, are absolutely immense. And I think he's actually very humble every time I'm watching him now, which is something that we're not accustomed to with Arnatovic. Yeah. But he's very humble, yeah. comes on the pitch, like does his job, never yells at anybody, just... I like that. I like that. I never expected that, to be honest. So I'm happy. And it, he looks like he's happy to wear the shirt again. He's happy to wear the shirt again. Yeah. And, and I, I, I like what I see. 
you can tell that he really wants to do well um, in his second stint at Inter after the first one. Despite you know winning a treble, he um, he wasn't known for being uh, a big help to that team. So yeah, it's it's amazing to see him. Alguinso got a few minutes today. There were some other subs that um, didn't have a, a huge impact. It was just Augusto and, and De Vrij. Um, Augusto gets himself a, a blistering shot on Manyan. I thought he looked pretty good. And same thing for De Vrij. You know, no complaints from those guys there. I guess last thing that we'll talk about in terms of, of the side is, uh, you know, what we saw today is, is Simone Inzaghi. Um, what do you think of, of this third year at Inter and for me, it really feels like this is this is his team. Uh, he is pushing all of the right buttons, uh, and I don't I don't expect this to be the last perfor- amazing performance that we'll see from the side this year, um, given what Simona has them doing. Listen, uh, I'm not I'm not gonna criticize Inzaghi after today, but uh, I just want to see Inter having a certain style of play, and I haven't seen it yet. I see us, we react to teams, we win the game. But we are 12 in terms of like ball position. And, uh, but we have the, the highest XG. We create a lot of chances as well. We create a lot of, we are the first in chances created. But I still, I'm waiting to see that dominant in terms of like position, stamping authority, which is what I want to see from this Inter. But however, and I'm going to just, Probably I'm going to eat my word. If he continues like this and keep getting results like this without having the ball, I'm all right with it. I'll live with it. I will accept that we are a counter-attacking team, that we are a transition team that waits for the opposition and then we actually do the counter plan for it. That's what I don't know what you think. Do you Are you expecting Inter to dominate? Listen, our ball position is less than 50% average in all the games. Are you? But we can hit the most chances. Are you happy with that, or you want to see a dominant Inter? I've just seen a lot of Inter sides that have been dominant on the ball and have had a hard time breaking down the opposition. Right? There's been many moments that we've seen from our opponents where they, you know, they clam up, they tighten up the spaces. There are eleven men behind the ball, and we struggle to break them down. I play beautiful football. Like these counterattacks are immense. So I think our strength as a team is not being ball dominant and, you know, having to find the spaces. It's pulling the opposition out of their half um, and hitting them on the counterattack. And that's what our players are really, really good at. And they're really executing it well. So, yeah, I'm okay to. you know, when you're watching the game, you don't you don't love seeing a, a, a game that has 70% possession of, of the opposition, but the beauty of these counterattacks, like we're playing beautiful football. It's it's um it's a joy to watch us uh when we do finally, you know, get a hold of the ball and, and break on the counter. So yeah, I've been really happy with the style of play so far. Um, and there will be games where we we dominate possession. I think this game, like you said, he treated it like a cup match, uh, where we just need to do what we need to do. And, um, you know, really, really happy for the win. A five-star win that puts Inter at the top of the table. Every single match conference that Marotta gives, that Inzaghi gives, every single time the media asks about the second star. 
do you think it's going to be a problem for this team that now, you know, now that the season has started and everyone sees how strong we are, that expectations are, are going to be very high for us and that we're constantly going to have this pressure of every single every single game we're going to be asked about going for the second star. Does that have the potential to destabilize the team if, you know, results for a couple of weeks in a row don't go our way? Is that, do you see that being a problem for us? No, no, not at all. This team is focused. This team is absolutely in the right frame of mind. It looks like the players are not bothered by the media. So uh, I think it's, I, I think we're just going to just go forward. The media is going to try to bark as normal. They're going to try to disrupt the team. I don't think we care. We have the depth, which provides uh, a little bit of uh, uh, stability. When you have the depth, players are focused about their position instead of focused about the winning. In every position, we have two players. So I think Dumfries is not going to focus on the media. Bastoni is not going to focus on the media. DeMarco is not going to focus on the media because they know that you have Augusto there, you have uh, Quadrado there. So people are just going to focus about getting the minutes and playing the best football. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, and um, obviously we're, we're dominating the Serie A so far this season. Um, it's a long season, though, and obviously we saw from last year we racked up too many losses, so we have to avoid those pitfalls that have befallen uh, Simona in his first two seasons. One season where he came very, very close, if not for one mistake. Um, and, you know, last season just completely not bringing it in the league. So hopefully we have the consistency here and we can get the second star in bragging rights for the Serie A season. Next up for this side is a game against Real Sociedad away in the Champions League this week. One of the bigger critics of this Inter team has been Arrigo Saki, legendary coach Arrigo Saki, that says that this team doesn't play, you know, European-style football, which I think it's obviously not true. Do you see a potential banana peel against a Sociedad team that is high-flying, you know, playing at home um, in our first Champions League group stage match this uh, this coming week? So they aren't flying. They won. They won. They 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 drew uh, three games and they won one game. They play Real Madrid tomorrow in the afternoon. Uh, I think that will take a toll on them. Uh, I don't care about Real Sociedad. We should go to Spain and batter. Real Sociedad. This is Inter and this is Real Sociedad. They are nobody, in my opinion, uh, in terms of European football. And if we lose, uh, I think uh, I'll, be, I'll be a little bit disappointed and annoyed. I think we should go to Real Sociedad. I don't care if we give up all the position, we should be able to absolutely hammer them, even in their ground. So for me, I don't care about them. They have they don't have anybody that is known other than Silva, probably. Uh, Kubo is, is uh, making a name for himself about, a little bit. Nah, this guy, Kubo, is... Who is Kubo? Come on. See, we're, we're doing... Who's Kubo? He's nobody. He's, sorry, in, 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 the big, in the big picture, he isn't even compared. He wouldn't get in this inter side. He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be even a second fiddle to anybody. So, I'm sorry. We should go to Real Sociedad. I didn't watch any game of them, but we should go to them and absolutely hammer them, even at their ground. Uh, I don't care if we defend the whole game, as I said, but we should be able to win it by a good margin. Yeah, I think getting off to the right foot in the Champions League is um, is going to be crucial for us just to continue that, that momentum and give us the confidence that we can do it on the European stage again, and I really do think 
if you look at some of the top sides in in Europe, or at least the known favorites, there outside of you know Man City, there are a lot of teams that that can be had, right? Bayern Munich didn't put forth their best performance against Leverkusen, um, even though they won that game. You know, Real Madrid had a had a tough summer. Uh, PSG, we know, you know, what kind of form they're in. So I do think it's, you know, it's not unrealistic to say that Inter can get back to the final uh, again this year. They just need to 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 start off hot, um, and I expect them to do so against Sociedad. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Man of the match for you today, Henrik Mkhitaryan. Henrik Mkhitaryan, two goals on the night. Um, a stellar night in uh, at the San Siro. Uh, Inter gets their fifth straight derby win over Milan. It's been an incredible start to the season. We are top of the league and uh, looking to keep the momentum going with our Champions League group stage match coming up this week. Any parting thoughts for you, Mo? Yes, this is the um, this is a, it was a domination. It was a humiliation to Milan. I like to see it. Um, because there's a lot of talk about Milan and their start and their Captain America, Pulisic and Chakwese and Rafael Liao and Krunic. Uh, I'm sorry, you're not up to the level. We're miles ahead of Milan and uh, we proved it today. Yeah. Yeah, uh, tremendous performance from from the squad that looks like they can be even better than they were last year. Mo, where can our listeners uh, find you on so socials? You can find me, Judge Mo, on Twitter or also on Interworldwide sometimes. And uh, also, if you're interested in Premier League, you can find me on Never a Foul Daily. Talk about the Premier League as well. So. Is one of the hardest working men in the business, that is for sure, hosting a number of different shows, and we'll link them uh, in the bio for this, uh, in the description for this uh, this podcast. All right, Mo has been the judge, you guys have been the jury, and Inter was the executioner today. In the words of the great Roberto Scappini, forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi. Yeah.